for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I am Andrew. And I am Max. <laughs> and I'm Robert. And you smell uh, guys, the Overlords are cooking. Let's talk about some movies we've seen. Ben, get out of here. Get out of here, Ben. All right. Uh, uh, Robert, what movies have you seen? Uh, I've rewatched some movies. I uh, saw a couple new ones, so I'll I'll mention a few. Um, I watched something called Neo Tokyo. came out in... Looks like it came out in 87. I was trying to make... For some reason, I thought I was getting 86 before. But it is... Um, it, it is sort of a... There's a framing story. It's an anime. And then the character comes upon this TV and you watch the two other sort of portions of it. And then like it closes with that first one again. So just a way to kind of get into the two other stories. Just be like, hey, these are two like animes in the middle of this movie. And they just kind of needed a, a framing device. Um, I enjoyed it. Really great animation. And the reason I wanted to seek it out is because I was watching some video. And now I, I'm not even sure if I remember what the video was that uh, was sort of referencing it but um there's a segment called construction cancellation order and it's basically about this um kind of city that was being constructed in this swamp in south america and this government have like robots that are just there and automatically building it and just put you know putting up bridges and structures and piping and and you know all that sort of you know stuff and because of a coup uh, the, the, the newly installed government is no longer going to honor the contract and this guy, a human, has to go into the swamp and tell the robotic foreman to, like, cease production. You're, spent, you're spending all of our money. You have to stop building the city. Um, the foreman doesn't want to hear that uh, because as an, he's, like, programmed to be like, no, my mission is to complete this city, like, and if you're, if you're coming here and telling me I can't, like, you are in the way of me completing my mission. Um, really stunning animation and it's just like it's just like endlessly like they're they're like pushing a wall that's like you know got water gushing from behind it and then that falls apart and then the next morning they try and cover it back up or fix it but it's just a constant it, it doesn't even make sense when you see the structure it's just this enormous thing that's building itself and trying to keep itself alive and robots are malfunctioning they're driving you know, tractors into the dirt and mud, and then, like, some of them end up malfunctioning. They, you know, they're working so hard that they're burning out quicker. And it's just a great sort of example of, like, uh, you know, artificial intelligence run amok and sort of this idea of, you know, never-ending sprawl and and seeing that on screen when in such a creative way, I really, really appreciate it. So definitely check it out. You can find it. It feels like a rarity. I, I, I don't know when to my knowledge has just thrown it up on YouTube, but I did get a link from somebody, uh, you know, some site that had it with, uh, English, uh, English dub. And, um, I, I think this is one of those situations though, where you, if you find it online, just watch it because it, it's really hard to get otherwise. And I think it's really worth seeking out. Um, um so, so a little spoiler for later in the episode, do we, we watched the iron giant as the main, Oh, was that the video that was in it? <laughs> the main movie. Um, you sent us a link about uh, that's why <laughs> about uh, <laughs> like sympathy for the machines, and mm-hmm. you are now watching a movie that is about ostensibly like a uh, robot workers' rights in Neo mm-hmm. Tokyo. What's going on, Robert? Uh, you know, it just AI is a hot button issue, and I deplore uh, AI in creative fields. Uh, I understand its use in you know. Uh, a lot of other uh, areas that really do improve uh, human lives. But I feel like as far as art and the written word songs and stuff like that, I am highly opposed, but I'm also incredibly interested on the subject. Um, and I think it's, 
it's something that, you know, we've talked about in media for a long time, but we'll have to reckon with at some point if we're making things smart enough that they think they exist and have a soul. Uh, it seems super far-fetched and sci-fi-ish, but it's it is it's compelling to me. It yeah. really is, and I uh, that's why I think I like the works. I do feel silly that I was taught. I was like, oh, I can't remember the video that I was thinking about, and it's the <laughs> video that I sent you guys. But it but that also has like a lot of different clips. I didn't remember yeah, that yeah, was yeah. in in that. I think I was looking up some other stuff at that time, so I didn't remember that was also one of the segments. And I don't I didn't know whether you two would watch it or not. So apologies, but. I'm glad you brought it up though, because I did watch that, uh, and I didn't realize that that the one segment of that was just a, a part of three. Also, didn't realize that it was directed by the guy who did um, Akira. Yes, and yeah. So, yeah, I think I will check out Neo you, Tokyo. You, you should. It's it's really really cool. It's really cool. I can even send you maybe after this, I'll I'll send you the link. But I, don't tell the government <laughs> that we're pirating. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to tell the government. Yeah, I'm going to rat rat on myself. It's one I of think. Max's Actually, favorite things to do is to freely give information to the government. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, and I, I'm just so opposed to uh, piracy that I'm, I'm yeah. really a staunch supporter of, of reporting you to the government mm. over it. I did. I well, think that that this company that hasn't released its its films in any way to purchase needs to have your money, and, <laughs> and that it's it's you've really done them a disservice. Yeah, I did think. I mean, I I actually, I'll be honest, I didn't get to finish the video uh, making dinner okay. a little longer. But I thought the the segment where they talked about the measure of a man, that episode of Star Trek where Data, like his... I think that right, speaking of framing devices, I think that was a great way to kind of have it going throughout that whole video. I, I love that. I, for, I mean, I forget because that episode's in the second season and like generally first and second seasons are not my favorite, but that's a great episode. Yeah. And yeah. I just like, yeah, such a... I love, you know, like the whole argument with Picard where he's just like, so I have rights and he doesn't? Why? And well, like, and, well, and even more so like prove I'm sentient. Right. If, if he's not sentient, prove I'm sentient. Yeah. And I, 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 it's one that I should probably go revisit myself because yeah. it's very good. Yeah. I love the data episodes. Yeah. Um, rewatched Dune from 2021, Denny Villeneuve, because the new one's coming out, seeing it in a couple of days. Oh, maybe tomorrow. Nice. Um, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm super excited. I love that movie. Um, I forgot that it was one of those pandemic releases where I never act, Actually got to see it on a big screen. Oh, yeah. I saw it in the, um, I, the first time I saw it was in theaters. It was it was fun. Was on it big screen? When did it re-release? Or when was it? No, in its in its first um, <clears throat> first run, it was like late twenty twenty one. So it was in like it was in theaters. Am I misremembering? I could have sworn it was. Everyone was like stuck inside. Like I thought I watched it on HBO. When I think it, first it came, came up, out. I think it came up pretty quickly on H on HBO Max. But I do think huh. it, it had a theatrical run. Interesting. Because I saw okay. I saw it in theaters. Okay. That was back in I, uh, Andrew's phase of just not giving a shit yeah, about yeah, yeah. the uh, yeah. stay-at-home orders. Still, I'm still in that. Yeah. Yeah, he's never left the theater. He just got back to yeah. do this record, but <laughs> he demanded to stay. Um, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I maybe I did see it and don't just just. I feel like I first saw it on HBO when it right around when it first came out so maybe i'm just remembering well that was first I, mean, time versus... I think that was during that time where like a lot of stuff either got like not an immediate hbo max release but like maybe like 15 or 30 days after the theatrical run i think yeah like was... i mean it's all blurred to me now but yeah there yeah. was a lot of like same day even That's, releases right. like that that was the golden age that was like when when things were right when things were right <laughs> yeah um let's see i rewatched amadeus um, I don't remember the last time I rewatched that movie, but I really like it. It's very long, but it's a very, I just think it's a very interesting uh, sort of telling of Mozart's life, uh, even though, even though I think the tagline is something like, you know, everything you've heard is true. And then the movie definitely, you know, <laughs> stretches the truth in a lot of places. Big shocker. Um, but it's very funny. And if it's it was true. anything. All of it. It's Harrison yes. Ford in that too. Yeah. That's not how classical music works. <laughs> Um, it's, if it's really great, if you guys haven't seen it, um, it's the jealousy of Salieri and the way it sort of drives him mad to see someone so naturally gifted. Um, kind of reminds me of like Lex Luthor and uh, Superman a bit where it's like Luthor is so, he could do so much for humanity, but he's so obsessed with being second to Superman, uh, who's just naturally, you know, gifted in this other way that, uh, he lets his, his talents go to waste, uh. And maybe there'll be a Superman connection later. We'll see. 
Jesse Eisenberg. Um, it's, yes. it's always yeah getting uh, caught up in that. Yes. Um, let me see. I watched a couple other ones. I did rewatch Akira, but I feel like I've, I've mentioned that a few times on the pod. Um, but you know what I saw for the first time, maybe I'll finish with this, is uh, Unforgiven, which is a Clint Eastwood Western. Heard a lot of things about it for a long time. Figured I should check it out. Uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's my in my top westerns, but um, I understand the appeal. And I think I think a lot of westerns do a good job of making sure that the even the heroes are pretty uh, morally gray. Mm-hmm. It was a pretty lawless time. It feels you know, it, you know, they kill with impunity usually. So it's not like you can really always be like, hell yeah, you did it. Um, and this is very much leans into that, like the sheriff character that um, that uh, Gene Hackman plays is is a real piece of work. Uh, they pretty much say that Clint Eastwood, when he wasn't an old man, like pulled some horrible crimes, including kim- killing women and children. So even by the end of the movie, you can't, it's hard to be like, you, you go man. Because he's like, yeah, I did all that horrible shit. It's like, fuck. All right. Well, here we go. Um, but Hey, that's, that's kind of how it was. I imagine. So, um, but that was really, f- I, I, I was happy to have checked that out. And I guess there is a, Japanese version that's sort of like around the turn of the century kind of late sort of shogun sort of times also and I, with Clint Eastwood right is he in it too I don't know I don't think so I'm trying to remember the name of the yeah, actor he speaks fluent Japanese and mm-hmm. it's really impressive and it's really Konnichiwa. sensitive he's, yeah he's it's super well uh well received by everyone it was great uh I want to check that version out it looked from the trailer to be like pretty much like the same thing like i was seeing like the exact same scenes but i feel like the change of setting and and you know the whole different that whole other cast you know giving their take on it could be really cool and compelling so mm-hmm. might might check that out next time uh but those are those are some of the ones i've seen right now max what about you well let's see um i watched a movie called polite society which is um, a pakistani family it mainly centers on on like there are two sisters and it focuses on one who wants to become a uh, stunt person, but the parents are not really into it. The only person supporting her is her sister. Her sister kind of wanted to be an artist and then uh, drops out and is kind of in a funk. And then she meets a guy and uh, her sister kind of gets skeptical of this guy and wants to find all the faults so that, uh, so that she can um, get back into her relationship with her sister. And um, it's really funny and pretty fun. It's like a little bit uneven, but uh, but I think good in general. It, it gets really wacky um, by the end of it. And there are some like spots in the middle that are also like fairly wacky where they have you know, they're just in school and all of a sudden they'll they'll have a fight that's a, a full on like they're throwing people through uh like all the stuff in the library, just like going through bookshelves and stuff like that, throwing people into glass. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, uh teacher just walks in and hey, what are you kids doing? <laughs> so it's like a lot of silly stuff like that, but uh a very fun movie. Uh I recommend it. I also watched God's Country, um, with Tandiway Newton which is a modern Western. Um, and I think a lot of, a lot of people who like are talking about what a Western is outside of a a genuine Western usually just mean it, uh, follows the story of unforgiven, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it's just a retired person or, you know, someone who's kind of like past their prime and regretful and kind of like coming to terms with it. This one wasn't that, it was uh, like more of uh, Tandy Way Newton's character is um, like she moved out to this uh, area that's not lawless, but um, she can't get much help from the um, the sheriff. Um, I, yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. It's really slow. But uh, I think it's fairly good if you're into that. A lot of racism involved, but also not like 
I don't want to say there's like both sidesism or anything like that uh-huh. in terms of racism. <clears throat> there's racism, and then there's also like, um, like family struggles that are kind of talked about. So it's like these people are people, but they're also making the wrong choices. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's it's fairly interesting though. I like it. What was the name of the game? Uh, God's Country. God's Country. I don't think I've. When did it come out? How recent of a. I'm thinking it's fairly recent. Um, I can I'm look thinking it up, it's fairly I'm... recent. <laughs> John Wick. Is that a, is that an actual line from John? He Wick? says, "I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm back." Oh. But in my I'm dream thinking, version, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking Anyone... I've fairly recently come back. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime someone says, "I'm thinking," it's this is like John one of those Wick. westerns where the so guy gets back in the saddle. So <laughs> literally, unforgiven. Uh, this was 2022. God's Country. Okay, so not that recent, actually. Not to be. I kind of needed to be within last few months. The 2011 film. Huh? I don't know. This one looks weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. Check it out. It's got the guy from uh, what is that? The pu- Russian Doll. The Pardon like, me, Motorushka. Motorushka. Isn't that the name of the uh, the? The, uh, God, I can't remember the name of this. The one that repeats over and over again, Groundhog's Day. Type yeah, Russian Doll with Natasha Lyonne. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I thought you were asking for the name of the Russian Doll, which is a Matryoshka. Sorry. No, I'm saying the guy was from that uh, that show. That series. That series. Sorry, I said show, and, and everyone was really <laughs> that, was, that wasn't my intention, but <laughs> oh, okay, hey. gotcha. The guy who looks like uh, Jack Nicholson. Anyways. Jack Nicholson. Oh. That, <laughs> Uh, Did somebody also, say Jack? I started watching a couple movies and uh, couldn't get into them and stopped them. One was Batman Ninja, and I might give it another. Yeah, I don't think I finished it. it you didn't? Really... I thought you said you liked it. I, I thought I watched one of the reasons that I was starting. One of the reasons you watched it was because I said so. <laughs> uh, I lied. Um, I know I do. No, maybe I did finish that, but I think I was. I think I did it in like two chunks or something. It was kind of. I. I think it was going back and forth. Maybe I. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm looking back at it less fondly. I. Uh, Sorry if I led you astray. It's a little bit weird. There's like the Joker just throwing a ton of fans and I, I don't know. Hey, did somebody say the Joker? Also, it has that kind of, it's that CG quality sort of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, what's that style of animation where it's kind of a. Uh, you talking cell shaded? Yeah. I mean, cause I don't, and I don't want to say it is cause I think it's, it looks cell shaded, but I don't think it actually is cell shaded. I know there's like a distinction, but I will say as in terms of, Traditional animation incorporating CG, I think the movie we're talking about later really nails it versus something like Batman Ninja where it felt more, it felt like too much of the CG and it didn't feel like it was really working for me in all those spots. Yeah, I I think it, because all of it is and... Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like in the in the other one, like in Iron Giant, it's, uh, it's just for the giant. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the animation that turned me off of it and I might go back to it, but we'll see. I also okay. watched a, a part of a movie called Collision Course. Have you guys heard of this? That sounds familiar. Never. It's Jay Leno. Oh no. Pat Morita. The guy Pat who plays Morita, yeah. And what? super sensitive. Hey, speaking of Clint Eastwood doing uh, the Japanese version of Unforgiven, this was probably super sensitive, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason I stopped watching it. We like w- watched it uh, a little bit too long, like probably longer than we should have, mm. um, because we thought there was going to be a, a turnaround. I think. I think because there's this I point where Jay, so. Jay Leno's in a car uh, and he's racing. <laughs> the, so these two people pull up next to him, and. Uh, Okay, sounds good they're so pl- far. They're playing music. This guy loves cars, so. They happen to be black. They're, he's playing music. It's weird. He's like, hey, what are you guys listening to? I can't get that station. He's like changing his radio station. And then. Uh, this, is Jay, like, this is Jay Leno? Yes. Could you do Jay the voice, Leno. please? I'm having a hard time picturing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, what kind of music are you playing? There we go. There we go. I, ha- um, I can't see that because it's music, but I, ha- I am hearing it. But then they say. You can't get the station. It's a black station or something. It's mm. black music. That's the joke. And so he races him, and then he races what? him, and he's he and there's racism. racism. Uh, 
But when they're driving, a cop pulls up, and then, like, uh, as the two of them are going, Jay Leno, like, waves them forward. Like, you guys get out of here. I'll I'll take this one. And uh, the cops pull him over instead of them. So we're like, okay, you know, maybe he's maybe he's got something cooking, right? Like, maybe he's okay. going to show things. Sound, this sounds good. He's I, not I, quite as racist as he should. Maybe I judge this incorrectly. And, um... But then it turns out he's just an undercover cop and he wanted to yell at the other cops for, uh, for you know, like blowing his cover, essentially. And then he just hits on that other cop, says, basically, give me your <laughs> give me your number. Uh, and then give me your badge number and your phone number. Yeah, that's, he plays it off like, hey, hey, give me your give me your name and give me your number. Hey, you see then, how racist I was with those black guys back there? <laughs> and then the other. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah, dude. Anyway, and then it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really, really bad. Yeah. I, definitely like a negative recommendation here do not do not touch this one with the 10 foot pole when i saw jay leno and and mr miyagi i was like this is going to be fun not the case <laughs> not this, at all the this case. will be fun <laughs> uh i also watched another movie that was uh, quite a bit problematic i was going to say a little bit but quite a bit pro- problematic it's called overboard and that's uh kurt russell and goldie Hawn. What's and, well? I was gonna say what's problematic about it, but I feel like I I just haven't revisited it in a while, and there's probably something. It's bad. Okay, so here's the here's the plot. Goldie Hawn is uh, rich, living on a yacht with the Gilmore Girls' parents or grandparents, depending on which Gilmore Girl you're talking about. Um, and then, like, Both she hired Ed Herman and Kelly Bishop are in this movie, or one of them is Ed on? Herman. Ed Herman, probably. Okay. The dad, just the dad. That is his name, right? I'm not just making Pee Wee Herman. Uh, anyways, I'm not seeing it. You can look it up. Um, but Goldie Hawn hires Kurt Russell to come make her a shoe cabinet or whatever, a, a place to put her shoes while she's stuck in Oregon, I think. And uh, she's very rude to him. And then she ends up falling off of the boat and uh the getting overboard exactly she gets amnesia she washes up on shore her husband hates her so much that he doesn't like he basically says oh no that's not my wife and um when it's reported on the news kurt russell sees a chance to uh get back at her and have somebody take care of his uh tr- like troubled kids who are who are out of control and so he just claims that she's his wife, convinces her that uh, that she's his wife, and uh, has her cooking, cleaning, raising the kids for him. Yeah, yeah. And eventually falling in love with him because he's such a charmer. And uh, yeah. Anyways, not great. Uh, Still sounds better than Collision Course. I'll be honest. <laughs> it, it, Bar's pretty low. I mean, it's a it's it's a silly movie plot, and yes, you shouldn't uh, swindle, you know, amnesiac uh, folks or whatever. But I feel like the probably it's, less. It's pretty gnarly, though. He'll he mm. like goes so far. He's definitely like lying completely about their past, and uh, like. Well, don't ever watch Fifty First Dates because that one is fucked up. You ever <laughs> see that one? Lying, lying all the time to that gal. Maybe uh, the main I characters from these movies should see Liar, Liar. Yeah. Oh, if you don't like people fibbing, do not watch that one. You would like Liar Liar. He's not allowed to for a full day. Oh, you're right. But I mean, you. Will, I mean, you, I don't know if you can get past the initial start where he is it's a, it's such a, a liar. It's a bit of a st- rough start, but I really like yeah. the like middle portion of that movie. You know, good yeah. lesson. Uh, the last movie I watched was The Kid Detective, starring. Oh. Hmm? I think I've seen this, uh, with um, curly haired. Uh, Jabubu, what's his name? What? Yeah, I wanted. I, I was hoping you. Guys? I was hoping you knew. It's not Adam. It is Adam Brody. Yeah, Adam it? Brody. Adam Brody. Okay, I was gonna call him Zachary Levi just because they were both in Shazam. Uh, but yeah, Adam Brody. He is, or was, a child detective growing up and solving crimes around school, and um, and then turns into kind of like a, a deadbeat who who can't really solve any crimes. And part of it is because like there was his secretary, uh, who was also a high schooler 
was kidnapped and he was not able to solve her kidnapping. And um, it's a very odd movie. It gets really dark by the end of it. Uh, at the beginning, it's it's, it's never um, like too jovial or or silly, I guess. Yeah, the but premise, does, the, the pr- opening, like when you're talking about this, it seemed really silly. I would have it guessed it to be silly. It, it like starts out like, impe- like Encyclopedia Brown, where it's like yeah. this, this little kid who's like helping solve these things. But yeah, like then he gets like an adult case and he can't solve it. And and then it kind of, it it's hanging over him the whole time after that. Like, And then like as an adult, as the burnout adult, he gets somebody coming in with a case where her boyfriend's been stabbed like 17 times or something but it's still kind of a little bit goofy at that point the whole thing has a very weird tone Hmm. that i kind of appreciate because of how different it feels it's like half noir half like off kilter uh wes anderson type comedy it's a very strange mix Hmm. And I, I don't think I've seen many movies like it. Uh, at the end, like I don't, I don't know if they necessarily needed to do everything, but I do think that it like works with the story that they were telling. And um, yeah, I just found it to be pretty interesting. And I, there were several points throughout where I just, you know, thought it would go one way, and it just kind of like stopped in its tracks and did something else instead. But yeah, I would recommend it, The Kid hmm. Detective. And that's it. How about you, Andrew? What have you seen? Uh, the only movie that I watched was I was on a David Wayne kick, so I watched They Came Together as so I was on Peacock. And uh, God, such so a good. screwball, fucking weird movie. But I think just unabashedly one of my favorite and funniest movie scenes of all time is they're having a Halloween party, and Chris Maloney's in this one piece superhero costume. And he has to shit really bad and he can't unzip his costume. Yeah. So he goes into the bathroom and he just shits in his costume. And then later he's dressed up as a a guy who took a shower. <laughs> he's got shower cap on and a robe. And Keenan comes out of the bathroom and he goes, Hey, um, did you shit in your costume and then leave it crumbled up on the ground? He goes, No. No. Obviously what must have happened is somebody I changed my costume mid-party to Mr. Took-A-Shower Man, and somebody must have gone into the bathroom, picked up my costume, and took a big shit in it. <laughs> and he goes, and he stands up, he goes, who did it? Who here did it? And then he acts, you know, so aghast, and he storms out of the party, and Jason Manzoukas, as earnestly as possible, goes, who do you think did it? It's so funny <laughs> like jason manzoukas's reaction of just like who did it is just it's unbelievable such a funny movie but yeah watching it again there's a few jokes that just i know the purpose of them is to go on too long but like the whole you can say that again well you can't tell me about it. it tell me about it yeah that that bit it and uh, you know the the I, bit is that bill Hader goes okay we get it move on you know like yeah yeah it, it 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 goes from like it's funny. It feels like it's going on too long. Yeah. Then it starts to become funny again, and yeah. then it's like then they they jump out of it and go like, "All yeah. right, fucking go!" You know, move on with the story. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, very funny movie. But that's the only movie I watched. Let's talk about some TV shows we've seen. TV shows we've seen. We've seen. Robert, what have you seen? Uh, not a whole lot outside of, I don't remember, I don't remember if the last time when we were together, um, if, uh, the true, de- I guess, no, I, true detective, I think had ended. So maybe I did talk about the finale. Um, I think it might've been before the, what it was it right before? Yeah. Maybe so. Oh yeah. February, yeah. It might've been, um, I won't say anything for spoilers sake, but I don't think, I don't think it landed uh, for me at the end, um, I think, and this is a very general thing about the show, but it is very much trying to connect itself to the first season, which is an incredible, uh, season of television in my opinion. And I think it's not a great idea to, to sort of, uh, you know, try and 
uh, tie yourself to something that's so good when you're maybe not quite as good. Um, Going over my notes, Robert, you did talk about this in the last episode. The yes, but, but, but do we know yeah. if it would have been the finale? Yes, you did. I, I'm now remembering you saying almost this. This word exact word thing. Yeah. I have, I'm yeah. reading but for I, my script. I, still, I don't think that the last one had come out because uh, I had just started right. watching it. Uh, maybe right. so. I mean, I'll, I'll I keep it brief is, anyway. I think this that's... was your opinion even before the final episode. Sure. I think I, I, I thought I remembered saying that like I was hoping it was going to kind of tie itself up in a nice bow, but I didn't didn't really work for me. Uh, it turns out that it is an original concept that they were like, hey, make this actually true detective, though. And I think to me, that's a bad, not a good idea to do that. That should have been... Mm-hmm. Obviously, IP is going to get more eyes on it, but it should have just been called Night Country, and I think there would have been a lot less expectations, and people would have maybe enjoyed it more. I think having it so tied, like name-dropping stuff from the first season is Mm -hmm. a no-no for old Robert. Um, Other than that, I've been going back, and speaking of earlier seasons, I've been re-watching some episode, or pardon me, season two and three uh, Simpsons. I was recently on a a trivia podcast. The episode is yet to be released, but I picked the two subjects that I would be quizzed on was Star Wars and Simpsons. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons questions did were t- uh, classic as far as I'm concerned. I don't think there was anything out of like, I think it was probably like seasons two to four or five. It was, it, there was only a few questions, but like, I don't think it was anything, you know, very recent. Sure. Um, I was doing pretty well, you guys, on both subjects, but some quiz, uh, some of the questions for The Simpsons stumped me, and um, you know what? I'm going to spoil this. This is a Gentleman Overlords exclusive, Whoa. but still, this is... but still seek out this. This is a good podcast, and I would say, you know, still seek it out. And the episode when it drops, um, I got a Star Wars question and a Simpsons question at the very end. One of them could have doubled my points. I failed that question. The next one was to have to wager at least one point. I wagered all my points because I said, you know, screw it. Caution of the wind. Blew it. Whoa. Ended with a big old goose egg for Robert. Uh, Felt I, bad. Felt I don't think bad. I'm able to kick him out of the uh, the Zoom chat. Could you do that for me, Andrew? <laughs> what? No. Let's, uh, let me, let's hear. Can we can we get a preview? What were the questions that you got wrong? Um, he Yeah, I think he emailed them to me, but I think I can recall what band played at flaming Moe's? oh i know this you do know this, do a- know a- this. A- uh, max do you have any idea what we're talking about do you have any idea what the- who this could be i'm answering the star wars question okay hello uh, springfield are you ready to rock it is aerosmith baby that's true um i'm trying to go into my email and see if i can find if i had uh Oh, yes, I have them right here. Okay, so that was the Simpsons one, and that was a big bummer because I couldn't pull it. And the other thing, too, is my mind immediately goes to the Red Hot Chili Peppers because there's right. that scene where the the, the the crusty, I think, canceled or the comeback special, one of yeah. those, and, and they come in, I think, flea screams like, hey, Mao! And uh, so I just couldn't pull it. And also I was just like, that's a huge band. It, it was an early cameo. It's, it's a weird thing to think of. Yeah. Like, wow, in like season two, they had Aerosmith on. It's also pretty funny because they're just having drinks at Flaming Moe's. And he's like, come on, come on back on stage and sing. They're like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 we don't want it. And then I think he says that he'll give them like pickled eggs or something. And they're like, oh, sure. All right. <laughs> like Go up there. Um, it did cause me to go back and rewatch. So as, as penance, I went back and rewatched mm. uh, ugh, those disgusting season two episodes of The Simpsons. No, yeah. they're super funny. Um, I'm thinking- obviously, there's some... There's some wonky animation and yeah, some plot yeah. lines I don't love as much, but I mean, it's The Simpsons. It's great stuff. It was, and I'm, I'm mad at myself for sort of. I almost went back and sort of, you know, crammed before the quiz and watched a bunch anyway. But I was mm. like, I think I should just go in without any sort of preconceived notions and just see what I can pull from my brain. But I there's maybe so many funny band cameos in The Simpsons, like bands as themselves, like the U2 cameo where like. Homer's running for uh, sanitation commissioner. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and he like comes on stage and he like the security drags him backstage. Don't worry, folks. He's getting the help he needs. And just on the screen is him getting the shit kicked out of my <laughs> security. Well, this will segue into because they were actually both banned questions. Oh, uh, I, I, 
by Max, design. You can do this. Um, Max, you can do this. And this is this, this is for Max, or at least you can answer first. Uh, what band appears in the Star Wars Holiday Special? Oh yeah, Jefferson Starship. So Robert, you should probably like maybe. Cut. Well, you know what I said. You know what I said, and <laughs> that's what made me extra mad. I said it's Jefferson, and I said, okay, let Thomas me put Jefferson. in my brain. I said it's Thomas Jefferson. I said, well, would what would the name of their band had been at that time? And I truly thought that they were still airplane that. Mm. So I was I was there. I was there, but I should have said I should have been I and I also was like, is that too cheeky? Would they have been called Jefferson Starship and been in the Star Wars holiday special? Apparently that's the only reason they were in there is because they had the name Starship and they were popular at that time. I joked oh. that I was like, did they change it to get on there? <laughs> like they're like airplane. Uh, we wish it was something more spacey. And then they were like, oh, uh, we could be Starship. So very angry because I was very close on that one. And I wish I'd gone with my gut. I was like, could it have been Starship? Um, you both you should have been your colors. lifelines. Should have been your. I Hey, I were that only an option. I would have loved that. I nailed be, a lot of other really tough ones, I feel like. So. And to be fair, the two of us only got one half of those questions right each. Like, mm. there's no way I would have had Aerosmith at Moe's. Well, you know, we're, we're on the I subject known, real quick. I would have gotten Jefferson Starship. So that's, yeah. Let me drop two more on you while we're on the subject because this okay. is the only show I've technically watched. Another Star Wars one for Max. Uh, I feel like this one's too easy. Maybe maybe not. Which actor performed in all nine of the mainline Star Wars films? Oh, yeah, that's Anthony Daniels. That's right, Golden Tony himself. And then, uh, Andrew, let me find... I feel like, I mean, I feel like Andrew's just going to pull this. Um, well, actually, you know what? This one's tough. This one I lost. I'll do this one. Okay. Which Phil Hartman-voiced character was on the show first? Lionel Hutz or Troy McClure? Oh boy! Um, yeah. Yes. You have a fifty-fifty, and I, I did not get it. Um, I, my gut is Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz is correct. Oh wow! Season two, episode ten, and then just three episodes later, season two, episode thirteen was Troy McClure. Yeah. I is it is it the episode where Mr. Burns hits Bart? Correct. I yeah. believe that's I believe that's it because it's yes, Bart gets hit by a car. Yeah. Which I infer is the one where he gets hit by a car. <laughs> um uh no, lots of he the the host Rick Kapsky is really a great guy out of Milwaukee. The the uh the podcast is called The Catered Quiz if folks want to check it out. Cool. And uh witness my embarrassment in a few weeks uh time. Uh, but those are the cut off one uh one section of your finger. Right. <laughs> On each, hand, on each hand, yeah. You know what? And I played for money. You're playing like your points are worth like cents. So like you could potentially win. Like he, he calls it a lunch changing amount of money, <laughs> <laughs> which is very funny That's to funny. me. That is so funny. I was hoping I was going to get, you know, 10 bucks Venmo, but uh, nope. He did. He said he had to close his phone after the recording and do shit. Rough. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. I did encourage him to maybe have a the uh, the losers bracket at the end of the year yeah the top three winners are going to come back for an episode and i said well, hey if you want actually the worst scores uh that could be fun too yeah so we'll see probably cheaper for him yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't have to pay anything out uh anyway so that is sorry for the extended uh oh, plug you're all good uh, but that fine. is the tv i've seen yeah my, my penance simpsons max what about you penance uh i also watched true detective and i think i enjoyed it a lot more than uh robert did um, I've liked all of the true detective seasons, So it's like the season one, isn't the only true detective for me, which I think it is for a lot of people. Uh, I, I like that they're, that they do new things. And, uh, I think that there was a lot of good, um, there, there were a lot of good performances from the, the actors in this one, mm -hmm. some good story beats. And there were some parts, you know, it's not perfect, but, uh, I do think that it's a good watch and you might be right, Robert, if they didn't call themselves true detective, they wouldn't have quite so many eyes, but they also wouldn't have, uh, I, I don't want to be a, an ass about that because, mad. you know, I've said that about a million things, right? I say that about, Oh, the, the ghostbusters. Why don't they just like make it its own new thing? I think people would respond. Why don't they do instead of remaking RoboCop? Why don't they do like a take on it? That isn't the IP. And I get why they do it. It's just frustrating because it feels like it puts so much more weight on it. And then you're forced to be compared. And it's just frustrating. I know it. I know I understand it. I just, it's annoying to me. 
So to me, though, I I thought that it fit pretty well um, with the the what True Detective is because True Detective's kind of been uh, across the board. Like it's been there have been three other seasons and they were all kind of like drastically different from each other. So if you don't think of True Detective as only the first season, I think it fits in pretty well. It was I you know I did see a clip of Night Country and it was you know knock knock knock. And then open the door, and it's, hey, y'all true detecting in here? Oh, my God. <laughs> McConaughey. Yeah, I the thought true that, detective. Came, that cameo was, <laughs> was a little much. And it was, it was like, clearly, like, a re- reshoot. Like, he, none of the other characters really interacted with him. It was, like, when Mo- Morbius met the Vulture. It's like a, there's a storm outside, but his hair isn't blowing. He looks yeah. like he's just kind of, like, floating <laughs> there. Hey, you guys got Lone Star up here? I think this is footage from the Dallas Buyers Club. What's going on? <laughs> anyways, yeah. anyways, oh, we have our fun, huh? <laughs> Yay. <laughs> but I, I recommend checking it out and seeing if Robert's right or not. Um, <laughs> I also watched I'm Sorry. Have you guys heard about No. I'm Sorry? I have not. I, I think it's one that you might enjoy. Jason Manzukis is in it, but it's basically about uh, Andrea Savage as a um, mother and comedian, and um, it's a little bit raunchy, but she just kind of like, as a comedian, is a, is a bit over the top for a lot of her like school interactions and, and so forth. But it's a pretty funny one with a lot of um, nice cameos from um, comedians who you would recognize and enjoy. Cool. Yeah, check it out. Uh, Andrew, what have you seen? Uh, just more episodes of the new stuff that's been coming back since TV's been back. Uh, Not Dead Yet, Abbott Elementary, uh, Will Trent just came back, which is something me and my wife both like, kind of a detective procedural kind of fun sta- uh, twist on that. And then um, For some th- reason, I was thinking Roy Kent. I thought you were watching uh, the, oh, <laughs> Ted, uh, Ted, Ted Lasso, Lasso again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so just watching a lot of TV that's been coming back, but nothing nothing major to report on. So, guys, let's talk about the movie we watched this week from, uh, was this 1999? Correct. The movie is The Iron Giant. <laughs> That's right, and hang on a second. Supper time, boys. Oh, boy, liver. Iron helps us play. That's right. We watched The Iron Giant starring Jennifer Aniston, Harry Connick Jr. Uh, fucking so we the, we the, is it still playing? <laughs> no, we're going to get, we're gonna get dinged. Playing. We're going to get pulled off. Um, Harry Gong Jr., Jennifer Aniston, Vin Diesel, and the kid actor, whose name I can't remember, and Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Oh, how good is he as Manly? How good is he as Manly? And and Frazier's dad also. And Frazier's dad also in this, yeah. That's true, yes. Um, Now the level-headed general. (laughs) (laughs) The Iron Giant. Um, You can watch this streaming on Paramount Plus if you'd like. It's also uh, free on. Uh, I checked, and there was a free version on like Sling TV or something. Too, oh wow! If you if you don't mind dealing with some ads, yeah. Uh, so the Iron Giant, nineteen ninety nine, Brad Bird film. What did you guys? Would you guys recommend people watch this movie? Oh boy, I love this movie. I think it's a modern animated masterpiece. I um, think the. Uh, voice work and animation and story are all so beautiful and if i'm not mistaken when we spoke about it neither of you had seen this all the way through i don't know if that means you'd seen chunks of it or you basically knew the whole thing but never sat down um so i'm really excited to hear what you say uh you think after i've just told you i think it's amazing max why don't you lead us off and let him down easy what did what did you hate about this uh uh (laughs) <laughs> well, as has been the case in the past, um, when I said that I hadn't seen it, I wasn't fully right. <laughs> I, think I, have seen I mean, that's not the worst thing you could have said. So, so far, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's got a lot going for it. 
I think it is a, a little bit uh, like it's it, it's not going to become one of my favorite after this watch. But I do think that it, it has its moments and I think that it's a genuinely charming movie. I especially like uh, Harry Connick Jr.'s um, character. I think it's the pretty beatnik. fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I think for a film of its time, I, th- I feel like it was one of the early mixes of 3D and 2D animation. And I think it works way better than uh, it, a lot of other things did. It It's, I mean, I'll let Andrew say his thoughts too, but I, I think it's genuinely impressive how like, you can tell that the giant is CG, but I think it, it could have been a disaster put up against because I think the the 2D animation looks amazing. I think mm-hmm. the facial expressions and the movement and and the the background art and all that kind of stuff it just like is so gorgeous. And you're like, oh crap! And now you're gonna have this big obvious 3D thing in the middle of it all. And I really think it 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 blends perfectly. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's just me. Well, what did you think, Drew? Uh, yeah. So this is my first time truly really seeing this movie. I've seen clips and stuff, but <clears throat> I've never seen it in earnest all the way through. And uh, what do I say about it? Uh, I think it's really good. Um, The animation style is just, to be frank, is not my favorite. I think like Mm. it's a like just like drawing wise. It's a like it's a little crude, I guess, would be the best word. Like I just I like stuff with clean lines and it's just it's a lot of like for some reason, you know, like Hogarth's ears are like fucking half his face big and like other people have like normal proportional ears and it's just like, and you know, yeah, people like can Man- have, Manly's head looks like the damn moon man yeah, and, and like, stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I like that. But, there's also like, yeah. I mean, I just, that's, you know, I, I just am kind of a, like, I don't know. I nitpick little things like that. And so like sure. watching things like that, just like it, it's always like distracting to me to have like, things like that where like some people and you know this is i'm what i'm about to say like other like people have big ears you know what i mean like but you know proportionately rarely do you see somebody whose ears are as big as their entire head and like hogarth's ears are like that big you know just like there's just stuff like that where it's just like i it it was distracting to me for no reason other than that stuff is just annoying to me for no real reason Mm. um but because everyone's like a caricature, right? Yeah. And so, like some some of those, the proportions will land, and some of them are are gonna throw you off, right? I, I get that sometimes too, especially when you see like like women often have like hips, or like waists that are are They're, tiny, yeah, absolutely tiny, and then their and, butts go out. It's like an hourglass shape. Yeah, it would yeah. be like man, it'd be so weird if like Brad Bird did a movie where there was a woman who had like a super small waist and like big thighs and butt. <laughs> But I don't think he would ever do that. <laughs> that's not a Brad. Uh, especially not, in his filmography, I don't no, think he would. So no. we don't have to worry about any anything like that in the future. Um, also, did I say Henry Connick Jr.? Because I believe it's Harry Connick Jr. It's Harry Connick Jr., yeah. yeah. If I, I, said I don't remember what you said. But. My mistake. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think the movie's really good. It's very touching. Um, really good to see our guy, the Iron Giant, back again after uh, Space Jam A New Legacy. Um, introduced him to us and so i loved seeing his origin story because it's i mean like it was a true bummer knowing that he survives because he's in you know, obviously he makes it to the ip uh warnerverse in in mm-hmm. space jam new legacy so obviously he has to survive and he goes, i like being gun <laughs> <laughs> i like gun james gun the new leader of the dc universe coming out soon anyways goes he's hey got legacy. any parts for me uh maybe the voice um, so I, I liked it. I thought it was, a, it's a very charming movie. Um, really it was, I was like kind of shocked to like hear and recognize Jennifer Aniston's voice. Just like, she's great in that. Yeah. I love that. But like, didn't, this is, her, didn't have as much to do with the whole character, but, but no. I still think she was awesome. And this her is like, teams. like I would say probably peak friends is like this time, ta- timetable. Like it's, she, she's maybe not, doesn't have much to do because she probably only had like, you know, a couple hours to record her lines. And I, did you know that? Did you look on IDB? She did record this like during, during recordings of friends, she would do her lines. And so that's why you can hear in some scenes, like we were on a break, like in the background, <laughs> just they couldn't Ross get it clean. screaming. In the background. <laughs> Even though she's not on set at the time. Yeah. She's like, 
Uh, no, I, I wonder how that all shakes out. It feels like it would have been something easier to fit in between seasons of a syndicated show yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. but also, yeah. um, but I'm glad that she was going out and doing something because I don't know how many like movies she was in around her friend's time either. Yeah, it's, I mean, so, uh, one thing to talk about with this movie is it did not do well theatrically. Like, no, I, I will never not be pissed that they basically bu like bullshitted them and didn't, didn't properly advertise it and even like nixed like a, like a, Burger King tie-in and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And they basically, I think the quote I read was like, they didn't know what they had on their hands. Like when they showed it to test audiences and it fucking blew everyone away. It was the highest, like the, the test screening scores were the highest for any movie they had had in 15 years prior. Wow. And they didn't advertise the damn thing. And it will always upset me that that's the case. So from what I heard, he, um, why am I saying he, it's cause I'm Radburn. looking at Vin Diesel's page. Oh. Uh, it's actually Warner Brothers or whatever. They just had an animated flop, and I had the year before, heard. yeah, I think yeah. So. And so they were like, "We're not going to put much into this." And then when they got those numbers, they were like, "Well, it's already too late for us to do our marketing blitz because uh, you know we would have had to start this a long time ago." Mm -hmm. Yeah, Quest for Camelot, and it's like, it's it's also just like lumping in like, "Well, we had an animated feature that didn't do well, therefore this one we shan't." uh you know advertise it's like these are different move these are different movies like what are we doing here um super frustrating i'm glad it's obviously found his audience since um and i don't know about you guys i mean we, we can i'll mention kind of the big scene that i had never seen before uh the version i watched was like the re-release or like the kind of like remastered version i'm trying to remember what the actual uh name for it was um i think i watched the whatever is the original theatrical version of it so Okay, because there's one uh, d big distinction, which is there's a scene, and, and I think the scene is really cool, but I actually kind of prefer it taken out because I think it, it saves a little bit of surprise. Uh, Dean is in his house, or in that kind of a garage, and the Iron Giant is outside laying in the junk, and he starts to have a bad dream. This is after he saw the deer get killed in the forest. Mm -hmm. And the TV reception starts to flicker and we basically get like his bad dream transmitted onto the TV that Dean briefly sees, which is a an alien planet getting bombarded and then armies of iron giants like walking over the cityscape. And and then you see it ends with like the planet exploding and like the iron giant like wakes up. So it's very cool looking. Did you see that one in your version? No. Okay. I wonder. You, I didn't. No, I didn't see it in my version, but I had a memory of it, and so like, I wonder if the when I first watched it, I did have that. That was the I one kept, you saw, maybe. Because I kept thinking, like, weren't there other? Wasn't there clips of other Iron, Iron Giants walking through? Because that's that's really yeah. interesting. Because I think the like the so the version I watched, I think, is again the like ninety minute original theatrical version sure, of sure. it. Sure, sure. And to me, I what I thought was kind of an interesting storytelling thing is that everybody kind of assume like not everybody but like hogarth and dean and the mom assume he's alien like he's from another planet because he comes crashing down from the sky yeah but then like the army people are all assuming he's like chinese or russian chinese or, or russian know. he's a he's sent there by the enemy country right too. and so there but it's like because there's no true answer to it in the movie like you know the iron Giant never says i came from zx54 whatever like sure sure you know, there's there is no actual like answer to it so you can like plausibly think like oh this is alien in origin or it was a failed experiment from yeah you know whatever it's ambiguous yeah, yeah. i don't think it ruins it but I don't for think me so it's either. just it's just more for me that it it reveals like it, there's even a pov where it, like it like looks down into a puddle and you see kind of when his head goes into his body and domes off and then like has the little like lasers. So it's sort of like revealing like, Hey, by the way, he can do this and become this. And I think it's so much more powerful by near the end where he thinks Hogarth dies mm -hmm. and he they start off. firing on him and he goes fucking berserk. Yeah. And that reveal is so great. So as much as I enjoy that scene, I think it kind of takes a little bit away from that later moment for yeah. me. For me. Yeah. Um, what's um, really, what was really interesting for me timing wise is, you know, I told you guys, I just got a, a PS five. And so I've been playing the, um, final fantasy 16 demo. I haven't bought the game yet, but I just played the demo and I don't think this is too much of a spoiler to say, cause it happens in the fucking demo, but like, um, one of the care, like the summons work in this game by like people can transform into summons. 
and one of the characters transforms into Phoenix and he thinks his brother's hurt. So he goes fucking ham as the Phoenix and starts like indiscriminately killing. And I was just like, I watched this happen twice in two different IPs <laughs> within like two days of each other, which is like somebody losing control because they thought their friend or brother was hurt. And so they just start losing. They emotionally lose control and become like a weapon. And I was just like, wow, that happened twice. And cool. I know we've joked about it, but I that is one of the reasons I find the Iron Giant cameos in Space Jam and um, what's one. the other uh, Ready Player One? What Ready Player One? And uh, be so a multiverses uh, game, the Smash Bros. From sure, Warner sure. Brothers. Uh, it, it's just frustrating because it's a he is ostensibly a pacifist character. Right. Only, only because he bonked his head when he landed, he doesn't have his programming oh, excuse correctly me excuse said. me robert excuse me because he's a pacifist he's not allowed to enjoy a basketball game yeah well uh <laughs> i think i'm th- i'm pretty sure he's like jumping and stomping and killing people uh, i can't, I can't support that. somebody getting dunked on in such a violent way yeah i don't think he would i don't think he would support someone getting posterized or any of that that crazy stuff that can happen in a basketball game so oh what so what, he's a pacifist he doesn't like that neko gumake is a spider in space jam a new legacy i mm. see um, I just, it's, I think it may, more egregious in Ready Player One because it's literally him using all of his weapons to fuck people up. And it's like, no, this is what he doesn't, he doesn't like. And I understand that that's not the character. It's someone playing that character. Also, it's so funny to me in Ready Player One that like, why wouldn't everyone just have like an Iron Giant and you can just run into battle and kill everyone. <laughs> like it's so, it would be so funny to be like anything but Mecha Godzilla or some giant, uh, right. Evangelion that could, you know, win the fight automatically. But Hey, that's for another day. I, I assume that's the next movie we'll pick, so we'll talk about it then. Yeah, um, <laughs> Max is up to you, buddy. Well, I I can't expect to that it elicited the same reaction from you guys, but uh, yes, just before getting on the call, I went back and rewatched the ending, and boy, does it make me fucking cry. I I love him sacrificing himself uh, and saying that he's Superman and. Um, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I just really love it. I Brad Bird is an interesting guy. He's made some movies that I really love, but he also has some very hmm trying to put a he, there's some some readings on on the, you know, the the points in his films where you can uh, attach to maybe some uh you know, sort of political ideologies and whatnot. Um for better or worse. I think the Incredibles is one where if, if you really step back and look, there's some weird stuff going on, maybe a Ratatouille, but this one feels a lot more pure to me. It's an obvious anti-war message, anti-violence. Um, but I think there's some layers there. Um, I did sort of pick something up that I didn't before. And this was another thing that was a very small alteration, um, from the original version that I saw to this version. Um, I believe it's when the hand is in the kitchen and Hogarth is saying grace. Great scene, by the way, where he goes, oh, my God. And then he goes, oh, my God, I I wish you to give us food today. And then he goes and get out, uh, devil. And he's like trying to to signal to the hand to get away. The hand is watching TV at one point. And I believe in the theatrical version, it's like a it's this old puppet commercial with like the serial mascots. Uh, that it's hand drawn, not like Weetabix, but something like that. It's and got let me some guess, weird name. Now it's Bluey. No, what it is is it's an ad Space for <laughs> Tomorrowland, the Disney attraction. And 15 years from this movie, you know, being released, he would go on to direct Tomorrowland wow. for, for Disney. And apparently, that's the same year that the re-release of this movie came out with that restored commercial or whatever. Huh. So I think at the time, Disney wouldn't let him put any sort of uh, anything that mentioned the kind of the park or that attraction. And I just find it interesting that he went and did that. Another one where the last time I watched Tomorrowland, I was like, he's saying some, this feels like libertarian or kind of, there's some weird stuff going on in here. And I didn't really, I don't really love that movie. Um, but it was funny to have that connection and then know, you know, it's like, what did he know kind of a thing? Like, did he, did he realize that he was, you know, gunning for that, uh, down the line? Um, but that was sort of a a fun little moment for me. What about you guys? I mean, are your, are your hearts made of stone? Did you, what did you think of the sort of the 
finale of the film. I think there were there have been a lot of movies that um, were made by people inspired by the Iron Giant, and so over the years I feel like it's been done again and again, and so maybe this one doesn't hit as hard for me because mm. it seems like that's kind of the logical conclusion for um, a movie like this nowadays. It's also, I mean, it's interesting, a a minimally speaking Vin Diesel part, like I think he does it again in Guardians of the Galaxy, the we are Groot like scene is, and like, I don't know, like I think that, you know, it's it's hard because I'm not watching this movie with 1999 eyes, I'm watching with 2024 eyes, and in the instance of Guardians of the Galaxy 2015 eyes, and like I think if I'm judging, you know, like those scenes together like i do think the guardian scene is a little more impacting than the iron giant thing um and i don't know why like it's just i i think like you know the maybe it's just because the the movie is is thankfully short like it is it was 90 minutes and like that's a reprieve for me and i I think it does a really good job of telling that story within that time and like i was kind of worried because i looked at the at the time thing and there was 25 minutes left and i was like we got to get to like really you know like loving the giant and like getting to the end of the movie and like whatever the climax is going to be and i thought they did it so i thought it was a very satisfying conclusion Mm -hmm. and a satisfying way to to tell the movie um but i do wonder if like we just didn't spend that much time with the giant maybe that's why i wasn't as affected as i was Mm -hmm. when you know when groot sacrifices himself um in guardians of the galaxy but yeah i i thought it was really good it just was like maybe not as like affecting to me maybe because i don't have that sort of like emotional attachment to the movie that maybe you have i did notice that there are a couple times the iron giant says i am and because it's in uh, say it vin (laughs) say it yeah like groot you're groot you're almost Uh, there yeah hogarth Family, and it is fun. Yeah, like I said, Bradbury goes on, you know, to keep working with Disney and do Credibles and uh, or Pixar or that one, but um, Credibles and uh, Tomorrowland eventually and stuff. And then yes, Diesel, you know, not you know similar thing where he ends up being you know a stable in you know Marvel and Disney projects. Right. So uh, interesting uh, connections in this one. Another connection to Marvel is that this. Uh, Superman. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is based on off of a book called The Iron Man, and they changed the name uh, to The Iron Giant because they didn't want to, you know, tread on the on Iron Man from Marvel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's. I said it. I said it before. I think the movie is really good. Um, I do wonder if there's a little bit of the what I call the um, the Goonies effect, which is I didn't see it as a kid. And so therefore I don't think I have like the kind of attachment to it that a lot of people are just like, have been watching it for the last 25 years and like have this sort of like emotional resonance with it. Um, but I really, I, I liked it a lot. I mean like of the, you know, like I think it's in the, the upper tier of like the movies we've been watching for fun since we sure. started doing this. I think it's in the upper tier of those. Um, but you know, again, not having not watched it a lot and having not watched it before now, um, I just don't think I have the kind of attachment to it that you do. Sure. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, but I'm glad you both, um, did the work and and watched it anyhow. And, um, uh, I'm glad you can spread the gospel, even if, cause you acknowledge at least that, you know, it's good. It might be something that, you know, just didn't click the exact same way, but now you can let people know it's a it's a Robert classic. Yeah, finally. This will be you know, what Max and I say about it. We'll finally push it over the edge. Maybe we'll get an Iron Giant 2, 3, 4. After, uh, after watching it, I looked up if there was going to be a sequel or whatever. And Vin Diesel said there was going to be a, very soon. There was going to be an announcement very soon in very 2015. Soon. So, okay. I mean, it, it's, still, well, it's, oh, only, it's only been nine years. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, there was a there was a sequel book to that original the Iron Man um, uh, one that you were talking about Max yeah. and it's more of an environmental thing like 
there's like I don't know if it's a a, a woman made of I, I doesn't it didn't describe it like it was a robot, but it's someone it she like comes up out of this muck and is basically like uh you know mad that this come this plant is sort of like uh, poisoning the swamp or whatever, and then the main girl calls Hogarth and is like, hey, you know the Iron Giant, right? Could we like could you like help me out, help the Iron Woman out or whatever? Uh, it sounded very weird. The original story is also very different than the movie, so you know it is what it is. Sure, uh, he fights a space dragon and like tries to okay. throw him in the sun. So um, uh, happy that they took some liberties and you know changed it for the screen. Um, and I kind of hope it never gets a sequel or anything. I think it's perfect as it is, except for those occasional fun cameos with the Iron Giant. That's that's what all I need. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on this before we head out? I, I think I've said my piece. I'm I'm was happy to rewatch it again. I didn't realize it was the twenty five twenty uh, fifth anniversary, and um, I probably missed my window to go see it in theaters. But um, it would be that sounds like it would have been a blast. Yeah. yeah. Max, any final thoughts? Ah, uh, yeah. My favorite part was when he was a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like the one that's like, the disc that spins goes and it shoots the little like Gatling bullets. That oh, that is cool. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Or he shoots that orb and it just like picks the tank up and then just like it disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I did wonder if anyone in the tanks died. <laughs> They're dead. Yeah. I kind of feel then, like then, there's no way this was Russian or or Chinese developed unless they like in that, this story yeah. way ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> way way ahead. Yeah. Um, but they yeah. do imply it with Sputnik. Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.